0: Thank you. To Crossing the Bridge. It's right here that we have intimate conversations at the intersection of music and technology. We explore how artists and builders leverage tech to fund projects, forge their creative identities, and build community amongst their audiences. But what is Tribly? Tribly is a rewards-based crowdfunding platform built for musicians and their fans. Our mission is to help artists earn more money and form stronger communities using emergent technology. You can learn more about Tribly at triblymusic.com. I'm your host, Jack in the Way, but you can call me Jack. And today, I'm so excited to share our conversation with Alex Purdy. Alex Purdy is a producer, songwriter, vocalist, performer, musician of many stripes and many different styles. And she really brings a lot of great perspective on both Web 2 and Web 3 and what it's like to cross the bridge. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Here's Alex Purdy. Thank you. Okay, we're here. Alex Purdy, thank you so much for coming to this conversation, for being here so that we could talk. I know that there will be a lot of insights, just me knowing you personally, of course, that you'll have to offer. And so I feel really grateful, both as a creator within this ecosystem to be able to hear you speak and ask you questions, but also just for what you have to offer everybody else that you that is listening right now. So welcome. And I'd love to start with just how you're doing today. What's maybe what's inspiring you. Uh, And then after that, feel free to go into answer this kind of question, like what it is that you do. And this doesn't have to be like your whole artistic story. It can be if you want it to be, but it can also just be like how you're feeling right now. So how are you? What's inspiring you? And what are you doing currently as a artist and creator?
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jack in the Way.
0: <laughs>
1: it's such a blessing to be here. What's inspiring me today is this new fall season. It's nice to feel things cooling down and thinking about kind of the things and ways of being that I'm ready to let go of. As far as what I'm doing now as an artist, I feel like. Every day and along my path, I've become more and more aware of allowing whatever feelings I'm feeling that nothing is wrong or nothing is to feel shame about. So I've been kind of using the hypervigilance that I feel like I experience (laughs) to facilitate more honest songwriting and yeah, just still building out preseason training and not putting a Deadline on myself for it, kind of allowing myself time to see how the songs unfold.
0: Hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. Snaps right at the beginning. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate you opening up in that way to speak very tangibly about your experience right now as an artist and a human being. You mentioned the words preseason training. I might know what that is, but what is that? And could you speak about that as a project and currently where you're at with it, and what your intentions are.
1: Preseason Training is my first album that I'm producing. I've released one EP so far, five songs, and now Preseason Training. So far, a bunch of the songs are done. Some of them have been released on Catalog and Zora and streaming platforms, and I'm still continuing to produce the album. Basically, right now, I think there's about eight songs that are done, a couple more to pull together. And the story is that preseason training is about my first love, which is basketball, and the training we would do before the season started, the training that our coach would lead, and then also what the way that I would train by myself in order to try and make the team, kind of pouring my entire life into it, soul into it, you know, for going, sometimes hanging out with friends, whatever, in order to to reach a goal. And now I've been applying kind of the way that I used to train to how I make music. And I'm realizing that preseason training is not only about the kind of high intensity workout ethic, whatever, but it's also about the underbelly of it, the emotional kind of grieving process that comes with going for something you really want and the setbacks along the way and sometimes not getting the thing or it not kind of turning out the way that a person might expect.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. So I want to get back to the, because to, you mentioned a bunch of platforms kind of all in succession about where you've released music and you talked, you mentioned, I heard you mentioned Zora. I heard you mentioned catalog. I think you mentioned some others. Um, I'd love to hear you speak about your experience With the platforms and with releasing your music as NFTs, like, what are the good things about it? What are the challenging things about it? Do you, is there anything that comes to mind as far as your actual experience doing it that way?
1: Sure. So I think the way, because I feel like everyone's question is, how do I get onto catalog? And, you know, I applied like four or five times. And I think the reason I got in was because I was doing the friends with benefits, um, fellowship and they had connections to Catalog. so And and that was before Zora had the options to do Zora Create, having multiple editions. So I was also applying to sound and they are obviously um, kind of at capacity as far as who they're letting on, it seems. So yeah, I mean, Catalog's been great. Before I started releasing on Catalog, I released my first project, which is a music video called Rehab, that Jack helped me film mm-hmm. so wonderfully. And Bryson Smith plays the guitars and drums. And that project, that song Rehab, in the Zora video, if you read the description, it's talking about my first pop punk album. And that's actually not preseason training. That's the next album, because I <laughs> thought I was going to release the next album first. So there's like a whole, <laughs> you know, everyone's too busy in Web 3 to to know that I have all these projects in the works, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, gotta gotta have something to keep the creative spirit going. So I released a music video on Zora and then got onto catalog, realized everyone is selling at the time was selling their projects for like one ETH to five ETH and or 0.5. And so I was trying to do that and those weren't selling. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna try point two and it sold. And then I was like, mom, it sold, you know, and then (laughs) I posted another one that night and in the morning it had sold. And so then that happened like again, and then it kind of stopped and the market crashed or went down again. And then, you know, there's only so many songs that I want to release so quickly like that. You know, I happen to have kind of a backlog of things that were done, but I wasn't sure yet how I really wanted to release other songs on preseason training. And I wanted to allow more room for financial exposure for my songs because, you know, I produce them. Most of the songs, it's just me doing the whole thing. And it would be nice to not have to work so many part-time jobs and just spend more time making music. So when Zora create, when those options came out, then I started releasing multiple editions and I'm I'm still waiting, you know, for for those to kick off. But you know, it's great to not be thinking, oh, this is just gonna sell out and then and then I won't have to work again. You know, I feel like that seemed to be a lot of the highlight reels of people being really big in web three is they would just sell a huge project. And you don't know how they did it, and you don't know how the collectors believed in them. It just kind of happened. And it was nice that I realized that wasn't going to be <laughs> my situation, you know, and it's really helped to have other jobs so that I can just focus on the stories I actually want to tell.
0: Um, you were talking about how there have been, you know, we, we could name them if we needed to, but we know there are there are sellout projects or NFT collections that, that musicians have been doing. That are in some ways few and far between, uh, but they they have so much of a spotlight on them that you know. I I know for myself, I go in thinking, oh my goodness, with three is the viable option for me to make a living. You know, a music so quickly, <laughs> I could do it tomorrow. You know, and that and that kind of excitement there, and that it really sounds like you you gave yourself the chance to dive into it and then saw that it wasn't necessarily what it seemed. Um, and that and it's wonderful to hear that now you're. Kind of in a place where it's like, well, what's the best way to tell my story? Um, or tell the, you know tell the story of the music and allow for the music to have its sort of best case of storytelling in your eyes. Um, this is a question based off of that. For, do you see Web 3 or the tooling of the blockchain, et cetera, et cetera? Um, we can call it Web3 music tools, maybe. Do you see first, do you see that as a viable path? To, um, a livelihood from music, and then also this is the follow up to that. That I can ask again if if that is, gets super meaty, is do you see it as a viable option for fulfilling and creative storytelling?
1: Yes, you know, and I feel like every every part of me wants to say yes and wants to believe in Santa Claus. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, thinking about when, you know, the internet first started imagining how people must have responded saying, you know, you can never make money on the internet. And that's kind of how I, all of my jobs wouldn't be possible without the internet. So thinking with music, we're so early in web three that it must be, it must be possible. You know, I have no idea how things can unfold. And the best thing I feel like I could do or anybody could do is to just be open to it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it can be hard to sometimes see the same patterns happening of projects being super big and then you don't hear about them. Um, But again, it's, it's like the first, I feel like it's one color on the palette of what the possibilities could be.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as far
1: as creative expression, I mean, definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. the fact that, I've sold any NFTs those happened when I really really needed the money and that wouldn't obviously wouldn't be something I would make from streaming um and since since I don't have a label or or a manager to like swoop in save me tell me what to do you know <laughs> um kind of like the daddy issues thing um Someone coming to save you to make your artist career happen or whatever, you know, feeling empowered to do it all yourself or find collaborators along the way. Um, Yeah, I think it's a great, it's a great path for, for creativity, since it can, you know, the, the freedom that comes with it being able to be monetized is great right now, since we live in a capitalist society.
0: Yeah, I'm this. I'm very curious about this kind of maybe honing in even more on the storytelling aspect because you you mentioned storytelling. Beyond the question of like making a livelihood using web3 music tools and music NFT tools, there's also just like the expression of being able to release it in a new way, but as far as like storytelling itself, like telling like telling the story of preseason training, do you I know you've already released some stuff from preseason training in if we want to call it the web three ecosystem, we can, whatever we want to call it. Um, do you see like the storytelling of the rest of the album and when it's ready for the album to come out, do you see web three being, um, a big part of that? How, like how currently right now, this might, I know this might change, but do you see that as like, like web three is a really great place to tell its story? Do, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I think it might as well be. I mean, most of the songs that I've released that are part of the album have been just because I had an opportunity. Like the Friends with Benefits Fellowship at mm-hmm. the end we had to release an NFT project and so I had a song from preseason training so I was like whatever, mm-hmm. I'll just do this. And then with Mint Songs that they reached out about being part of their, you know, RIP. I I don't know what really to say about that, but my favorite, (laughs) uh, at the time, my favorite single for pre training, I had been waiting to release that one. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. Shiny new thing. I want to be part of, you know, I want to be part of the Genesis, whatever. And I realized that, you know, not everything that glitters is gold and I shouldn't necessarily put myself, put my stuff on, on platforms. Um, yeah, Mm. I want to learn more about kind of minting my own contract,
0: Hmm.
1: and just kind of more of the technical side about it. Another project that I just released is part of the Forefront Creator Residency, and that's another song from Preseason Training. So it's kind of only been because of other opportunities that I've had Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to work on my artistry through Web3 that... They've been mm. coming out. It hasn't just been like, okay, now I'm going to release this. It hasn't been planned like that. It's been like, yeah. okay, I have a deadline. Somehow I'm in this artist thing. I got to get it done. Here, it's out there. Okay. <laughs> Time for a nap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: okay, so so I have a, a take maybe and then curious of your thoughts about this. And then I have a question related to that as far as pacing and the pace of Web3. But first... It, what's amazing about this is, as far as storytelling, you're you're saying that you you know it wasn't planned. You just came across an opportunity and you' were like, "Well, I've got this music, and I better put it out." And as far as the concept of preseason training, like it sounds like you're describing like web three music training. And you've gone to different training grounds. Like you went to the FWB training ground and you made a song or released a song out of that. Then you went to the mint songs training ground. Turned out that gym was about to shut down. Like, and you, but you had, came out with a song with that. That was do it again. Right. You're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then you got, you know, with forefront and it, it sounds like you're going through these different training camps and you have a song from each one. And I, I, you know, I don't know what you might take from that, but I could totally see that being part of the storytelling of the album. Like, like preseason training isn't just about basketball necessarily. I mean, of course it is, and about all the things you've discovered along the way, but it's also, like, through the process of creating and releasing this album, you've been training in Web3. Like, and some experiences have been hit, and some experiences sound like they've been amiss. Um, so it's really great to hear you talk about that, because I... I can totally see, like, as far as storytelling, it just sounds like it's just more is coming together, even just as you speak about it. Um, Yeah, curious to hear your thoughts about that, but then I have more questions after.
1: Oh, I fucking love that. That's such a brilliant idea, because I have been wanting to figure out how to talk about Web3 as part of what's going on with the album. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I could see something that scrolls, it tells a story, yeah. This is the song, especially because with the FWB Fellowship, I released "Close to the Sun" on catalog, and that is not—that's just one version. Now uh-huh. I've been building out another version because I didn't like the synths in the verses. So mm-hmm. I like that now it can be kind of time stamps of this is what I could get done. But "Close to the Sun" is kind of my first, actually my first time producing a song that was totally from the heart, not intended for sync licensing. Mm. Not intended for TV, film, and ads, you know, do it again and bite down were made to try to get like in a Samsung commercial or in a Nike mm-hmm. ad because that's what I was learning and trying to do at the time. And so Close to the Sun was my first time where it's like I sat down at the piano and I was crying and then there was the song and then it was produced and that, that was as much as I could do in the time that the song was due. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh yeah, having timestamped like this is what came out of this training. This is what came out of this training. Yeah, that's amazing. So okay, so you've mentioned a few times over the course of this conversation so far, um, about the pace of web three, how fast paced it is. You at one point you were like, you do this, 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 and then you finally take a nap. Um, it, like the fact that you need a nap after after kind of web three stuff. I mean, we all should take naps, don't get me wrong, but but i I'd love to hear you talk about like what it's like for you having been in you know web three whatever we want to call it, for you know a year plus now, releasing music, being part of projects, being part of all these training experiences we might call them um, what has that pacing been like for you? I mean I think it it's like it's not a secret as far as us that are creators within web three, that web three is a fast paced environment. I mean, the whole internet is, but especially web three. Um, would you talk about your experience of that pacing, what you like about it, particularly what you might dislike about it or maybe your criticisms around it?
1: Sure. I feel like first, you know, while everyone can probably agree, there's the joke of, you know, a week in Web3 is like a year in real life if you're actually keeping up with all the projects that are being released. And then there's, you know, I'll just speak from my own experience. I think a lot of it has to come with setting better boundaries. And I'll start. So I my got my start in Web3 through Song Camp, and it was really fun doing voiceovers with you and mm-hmm. <laughs> making so many friends that will probably be lifelong friends. And Since I was living with my parents at the time, I had the luxury of being on calls for five hours long. You know, not knowing that they were going to go super long, and then feeling like my tank is totally empty after that, and then doing it again, and then doing it again, and then doing it again because I was scared of missing out. And I was thinking, "Am I? Is it? Am I at fault for having needs?" And I realized after Camp Electra that. You know, it was nothing necessarily wrong that the camp was doing. It was that I wasn't tapping out when I needed to, and that I was too afraid of Mm. missing out on whatever opportunity I was afraid of not being able to contribute at the same caliber as everyone else because I needed to take a break or something.
0: Mm.
1: So then with the Friends with Benefits Fellowship, that basically was like a month or two months long. And we would only have kind of one Zoom call a week where someone would come in from Rally.io or Seneca, the the digital artist for Bored Apes, would speak to us. And besides that, we didn't really have any programming besides to work on our final NFT project. So that was great. Um, and then, yeah. So basically, I feel like it's kind of a case-by-case situation but I've just learned that if my body is like screaming at me to stop and get off the screen that I have to risk not being as close friends with everybody else because they were in the trenches you know working mm-hmm. really hard together and like I couldn't join chaos because I got a concussion and I was kind of back and forth about it because I wanted to work on preseason training it wasn't very far along at the time and But I was really scared of missing out. I was scared of song camp not liking me and all this stuff. And then, boom, concussed. Decisions made for you. You know, I couldn't (sighs) join, even though I tried. And then the day that it was starting, my concussion symptoms came back, and I was really nauseous, and I couldn't look at screens. So I had to um, pull out of the project again. And then, over that time, once I was feeling better, I made The Lights. And that is a song that I'm really proud of and wouldn't have happened if I, you know, was part of that project. So, one other thing about burnout um, that I've been learning is about the menstrual cycle, the four phases of the menstrual cycle, and how basically all the research on high intensity interval training, you know, this comes back to preseason training, um, but <laughs> that like high intensity interval training, hot yoga is only good during the ovulatory phase, which is one out of four phases. And besides that, if you're working out, in like your luteal and menstrual phase at that intensity, you can increase stress, increase weight gain, feel more burnout. So I've been applying really existing in whatever phase of the menstrual cycle I'm in and taking more rest and more alone time during that. And so the books that have been changing my life are period power by Maisie Williams. I think if you search period power book, it'll come up. And the book In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. And, you know, all of the research that's done on it's done on men, like that men can do intermittent fasting all the time because their bodies operate on a twenty-four hour hormonal cycle, whereas women it's a twenty-eight day cycle. So when Mm. men feel fatigued at like three PM, women will feel more fatigued like in their luteal phase, which is like five to seven days. Mm -hmm. So I think having Web3 be more like having all of the men who lead so many of these projects in Web3 be thinking about things in this way, be, you know, making projects where people don't have to be working all the time only on this one project. You know, it also comes down to um, accessibility as far as people's income, that only people who basically don't have to work can be all in on some of these projects.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And for, yeah, for the men to be aware that there's a week every month that women might need menstrual leave, you know, there are more and more businesses offering menstrual leave. And since Web3 is almost the same as far as the systems that we're replicating, you know, we say things are decentralized, but people are making huge salaries. Like, yeah, just making kind of the people who are working really hard on the project feel disposable and replaceable. Um, I think would be great things to change.
0: Mm. 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot there. You said a lot of gold there. Wow. Um, Hmm. Well, some things that were coming to mind as you were saying that is, is, is like the potential to incorporate your understanding of Sort of the the twenty eight day um, hormonal cycle, the menstrual cycle, but but it especially when you expressed it in relation to the fact that you know um, men, male bodied people um, have only a twenty four hour hormonal cycle, and how vastly different of a bodily experience that is for people, and how like it's, well, I mean, you didn't put this in words exactly, but I could tell what you were getting at was like, it's very important that we have projects, maybe projects, organizations, DAOs, maybe that center that experience, the 28 day cycle. And the fact that it's in basically four weeks. I mean, I guess it varies depending on the person and not to say that every single person um, that's female body that would be part of something like that is on the same part of their cycle all the time. Of course, everyone um, is in in a different place. But that being said, I, I can Im- I can imagine um, as you were saying that I could imagine some kind of situation in which that is centered. Do you see that as something viable in the future, where where like that, like as a I mean, in some ways, it's a storytelling concept, you know, it's like it's storytelling as far as for the people involved so that they all understand um, what's what's important for that. But do you see that like your understanding of that as a viable thing to like sort of insert into Web3 and into the ecosystem? And if so, how do you see that happening?
1: Thank you for that question. I think part of it is. Hoping that the people in power running these projects think about why they feel like they need to move so fast why mm. they feel like they need to stay relevant why they feel like they need to spend so much funding on merch to make artists think that they're part of some huge hype thing only to shut down and then our projects are immutable like are stuck on that blockchain i don't know um you know i feel like part of it is everyone has obviously got their own shit that they're healing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i would just hope that the the people who are running these projects just try not to go so fast you know have people have diverse people on the core team and you know also you know it's for me it starts with me i got to listen to my menstrual cycle not not be joining all these things not be get to a point where spiritually i have to get a concussion in order to not be in mm. order to do what's best for me you know that there's no pointing the finger at somebody else you know my friend used to say when you point a finger at somebody you have three fingers pointing back at you <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> That's a <good> so <laughs> you know that that it doesn't need to move so fast and that it's okay. Something I've been trying to work on is that it's okay for people to forget about me, that I don't mm. have to be posting an Instagram reel every week or whatever or more, you know, that I can just go away for a while. Mm. Um, this one song that I'm working on, the lyrics are I need to go away for a while, like the style of a century. I won't try to stay alive in your memory.
0: (laughs) Mm, Damn. Damn. Thank you for sharing some lyrics. I feel like I, you know, I've heard you speak about this aspect of going, stepping away and taking the time for yourself and getting out of the fast pace of things and letting people forget about you before web three, like this. You know, you have a ton of experience with the Web2 social media platforms, whether that's TikTok, I know, especially Instagram and Instagram Reels. Um, so I think the the way I want to start off this maybe part of the conversation is, could you speak about maybe comparing your experience of Web2 and your experience of Web3, if we can call it that? I can imagine you probably can see some similarities, but I'd love to just hear If you're standing in the middle and looking, okay, here's the Web 2 stuff. Okay, here's the Web 3 stuff. Maybe there's some overlap. But what is it like to be in that place and to be able to see both sets of tooling and to have had experience with both sets?
1: (laughs) Well, the first thing that comes to mind is the similarities. Is there both something to chase? (laughs) 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 There is always more... Things to see people tweet on Twitter, more projects to feel like I need to mint it so that people know I minted it to you know, the social currency of that. And then with Instagram, I mean, for a while I was making some good money with Instagram Reels bonuses where they pay you per view, and then once and then they change the algorithm basically, and so you have to get like 11 million views in a month total, in order to get $1,200. I never hit 1,200, even when it was lower than that many views. But the idea that the algorithm is never satiated, and we all know this. um, (laughs) I guess the similarities are that it can feel really fun. It can feel like anything's possible. It can feel like if I just do these things that other people are doing, then I will have an image of success that other people agree is an image of success. Mm. Like for web two, getting lots of views or looking curated and web three, knowing about all the platforms or attending all the Twitter spaces, you know, (laughs) (laughs) an impossible feat (laughs) (laughs) I think those would probably be and the similarities maybe the fear of missing out the kind of the drain it can feel like to be on the screen uh having the attention pulled in so many different directions since web 3 a lot of it exists on twitter you know it's essentially the same thing where you see one thing your attention's pulled to the next thing your attention's pulled to the next thing I feel like that's a similarity um, and that there is great potential to make a living and to sell people things you never thought they would buy. <laughs> 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 Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: gotcha. Is there, are there things that, that Web2 had to offer you, not necessarily like opportunities or, or money, so to speak, but had to offer you as a storyteller, as a creator, as an artist, that you feel like Web3 might still be missing?
1: One thing lately I feel like Web2 has had to offer because things I've been dealing with are like aging and wrinkles and fear of being replaced and stuff, seeing how so much of the music industry seems to... for feminine identifying I don't know exactly what the word would be but like the need to be a certain type of palatable beauty like in a certain box in order for and then the songs obviously have to be good but like to look like a pop star to look like blah 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 and how that has been something that I'm trying to move away from and so instead of posting really curated videos where I'm using filters so that it all looks super professional and you know um whatever I think is a cool outfit you know I'm still proud of those videos I had a great time I had some of the most fun I've had over COVID making these crazy videos um but then it started to become like this week it's I finished it barely got it done and now I have to start thinking about the next one and it's Mm. like this um impossible mountain to climb um, so as a result, I've been trying to just share more honestly, the challenges that I've been going through, like with jobs, with money, and that it's not just fun and games over here, like hmm. playing the Mad Hatter kind of, cause I feel like that's kind of what my reels have been is like, hmm. um, novelty of kind of the, the weird, the weirdness. And I want to show more of a full picture as a full person who is grieving, who has, you know, trauma that I'm healing from and, um, not, it doesn't have the answers, you know? And so mm-hmm. with web three, I think web three could use more of people's humanity, more of the slowing down, more of the admitting, we don't have the money to continue this project, let people know in advance so that people will have to be scrambling to pay for insurance for their kids and stuff. Um, And I don't know how that happens. I feel like part of the challenge is that it's all online. We can't see people's, we can't see people's faces usually on Twitter. So it's almost even less of a connection sometimes than Mm -hmm. on Instagram or something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. There's a lot to that question.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for giving it you know a really incredibly full answer um so i'm thinking about what you want to see going forward i mean you spoke a little bit about like incorporating things like um you know centering or at least including in the conversation and the conception of projects and teams a more diverse um sort of core team you might say or leaders have leaders that that are from diverse enough backgrounds that at least the experience of the, the menstrual cycle is covered in, in sort of the planning of these projects and the way that we understand how they go. Um, but to kind of maybe take that a little bit further as a creator yourself, like, you know, you're your own artist, like you're, 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 you have your own projects, your own intentions, your own, um, interests, your own plans. um, are there is there tooling or platforms or just a way of, of being able to release your music that you don't currently see or maybe you sort of see, but you'd like to be able to utilize in the future? Uh, this doesn't necessarily have to be something that you've been thinking about a lot. This could be something that comes to mind right now, like just spitballing, like tools that, that you personally as a creator would love to be able to use, even if they don't exist yet.
1: Mm -hmm. I think a really cool tool, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about in-person Web3 applications and the negative impacts of needing to make money from music, needing to have it be, you know, trying to find ways of decolonizing art. I've been learning from this podcast by Mosaic Eye. Uh, Let me pull up what the podcast is. It's sure. really great.
0: Mosaic Eye?
1: Yeah. Yada Blooms told me about them.
0: Yada. Also a guest on Everybody this podcast. Everybody
1: loves Yada. <laughs> so the podcast is called Creation for Liberation Podcast by oh. Chetna, C H E T N A, at Mosaic Eye. M O S A I C E Y E. And. I can see kind of all of the pain that I've experienced that's been caused by trying to make money for my art, trying to make other people approve of it, trying to, you know, uh, contort it into a way of being more palatable. And I want to kind of go away from that mm-hmm. entirely. The great thing about web three is you can put it out and people can just not buy it, but you can put out whatever you want. No one's telling you, you know, you have to do blah, blah, blah. um, mm-hmm. So as far as tools, I would like to have a tool of more local collaborators who are on this same kind of wavelength of addressing their pain, mm. you know, trying to find fun play and saying mm. whatever they're actually feeling, not putting fluff behind it, um, into uh, music.
0: Hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, thank you. So I have one final question, but before I ask this final question, I want to give you the opportunity, you know, if there's anything I didn't ask about that you'd love to be able to express or include as part of this conversation that comes to mind for you now, um, I just want to offer you that space if there's something that you think is important to mention.
1: The first thing that's coming to mind is that I think Web3 can sometimes feel with all the all the possibility, all the exciting, groundbreaking things that are happening every day, it can feel like a really great escape from looking at what's going on in politics or meeting neighbors in person. And I think it's something for people to think about as to what they might be running from by trying to
0: mm.
1: not miss out on Web3.
0: Mm. I'm going to be holding on to that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, the final thought I have, which is actually sort of related to that, at least in terms of you imparting a, an insight or something to think about or wisdom, which is maybe going to, you know, if you could speak to the creator listening to this right now. That might be me. It might be you as well. It might be the person, you, who's listening to this. Um, If there's a piece of advice that you could offer, maybe a piece of wisdom, it doesn't have to be straight from you. It could be something you heard or something that's helped you, or it could be something that you've come up with yourself that you could share with someone. It doesn't have to be Web3 related. It could just be anything related. Hmm.
1: I I think the thing about not everything that glitters is gold you know Mm. taking time if you have an opportunity to have a ton of collectors and you know, be aware of what you're promising them and what they expect to get back. I think the thing about, yeah, just what what they expect to get back and kind of, I've been wondering a lot what community really means in Web3, and we've talked about this a lot, but like how Gary Vaynerchuk said, most people aren't looking for community, they're looking for customers. Mm-hmm. And how... You know, is it a community if people are buying things from someone? Maybe, but I'm more interested in community that is local in person or has the potential of being local. You know, where where people check in on each other, you know, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What's inspiring you? Um, things that kind of go beyond the money.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause if you can close, if all your friends are on your computer and you can just close your computer when you're not doing well, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of, kind of scary. I mean, I, I know there, I've made really great friends on the internet. I'm not discounting that method of making friends. Um, just something to think about, about trying, even if you're virtually meeting people who are local to you, you know, that, that we need to we need to be able to rely on each other in person.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, thank you. Well, I think that's all I've got for you. Thank you so much, Alex Purdy, for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me jacking the way. I know these may not be the popular opinions i should just say you know we're all gonna make it you know put your life savings into crypto uh what other bad advice can i give you (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) haven't had somebody end with bad advice yet (laughs) that's great i love that what's some bad advice you could offer (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: take a nap that'd be some bad advice (laughs) <laughs> because you got to keep going in Web3, no time to sleep.
0: So, okay, some sarcastic bad advice. Nice.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hope, I know you said that it's it might be an un, unpopular opinion, but I, I hope that a lot of what you said becomes popular opinion. And that, because it feels like what's at the root of it is self-care. And I hope that self-care becomes a popular thing, especially within Web3. So... I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah,
1: thank you so much. I'm yeah. so grateful. Thank you, truly.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll have a wonderful day and we'll see you later. Thank you. Hey there. All right. You made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for your time, for your attention. We hope you really enjoyed it. And, you know, if you're interested at all in getting involved with Tribly in any way, especially if you're an artist interested in learning more about what it's like to release a collection in partnership with Tribly or what it's like to utilize this technology, reach out to us. You can reach out to us anywhere. You can hop in our Discord. You can find us on our socials and shoot us a message. All right. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Peace.